Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Hello and welcome. This is Jason Grigla talking to you today about something that's similar to bipolar, uh, but not necessarily bipolar, but the the umbrella of the swing between anxiety and depression and how it applies to neurodivergent brains. One of the common things we've seen over and over is our students who are in their lower brain, their limbic brain, and they go into fight or flight mode, as you've heard us talk about a ton. One of the things that we've had to focus on, learn about, and intentionally recognize as a red flag is when students become overly excited, happy, over-the-top, dysregulated, because there's a fine line between arousal, which is great. I mean, I'm excited about something. It doesn't mean sex necessarily. I guess it can. But arousal means I'm excited, positive, everything's going great. And the line between it flipping over to manic, over the top, and fight or flight mode. And we've seen it probably in our loved ones who are neurodivergent that they get so excited that they freak out because they can't handle the emotional dysregulation of feeling good, pleasure, stimulus and then becoming overstimulated or seeking that out. So when I'm working with someone and they start to become manic, I don't think that's a good thing. It's fun. And by manic, it can look like obsessiveness, overly laughing, extra loud, um, someone wrestling, and they wrestle too much and they get overwhelmed or they get worked up and then they get too physical because they're in such a state of arousal or heightened intense emotion that they really are in their limbic brain because they're not thinking with their higher brain that that's too hard or that might be too much. And when they fall in love and all they, all they know is that they are obsessing and intensely infatuated with someone and it feels great, but it's manic and it's similar to obsessive compulsive and the downside to that is they're not in their higher brain. And when someone is feeling manic, they're not thinking clearly, they're not connecting to their authentic self, to their values, to their priorities, to their learned lessons, to their wisdom, to their experiences. And so it's important to recognize both. We do have students that because they get into their lower brain so easily, as as you know, we've talked about the channel or the, the doorway bridge between the higher brain and the lower brain has shown to be bigger physiologically, ne- more neural pathways connecting the two systems that our students can go into their limbic lower brain easily. And those are usually, you know, those, those are super highways, not two lane roads like a typical brain. And it's common with people who have PTSD as well. Um, As we know, that trauma doesn't have a calendar. So trauma doesn't necessarily go away. 
And that's how PTSD comes back to our brains often is because there's no calendar and memory. The fight or flight response just triggers and it's 100% still 10 or 15 years later because it was such an intense experience. So when our students have this manic place where they're overly stimulated, we love it because they're happy. And for many of many of them, it's the first time they've been happy in a long time. Maybe it's the first time they've had a group of friends where they actually wrestled together. Like our, our kids, I would wrestle with them all the time. And it ended in tears a lot when they were younger. But as soon as they got older and getting tickled wasn't fun, they didn't want anything to do with wrestling or, or being physical. It was too intense, too abrupt. Um, and so they they start goofing around or they start trying new things. And it feels so good to try new things like having a crush on somebody or wrestling and fooling around or being at a job that they get overly aroused and then they're dysregulated and it tends to mess things up. I'm not sure which one makes more mistakes. Someone who's in what I would consider closer to a fight response because it's over the top proactive acting outwards, which fight is, but also overstimulated manic. They're very similar. Uh, the difference might be a negativity that comes with it, but the actual outcome can often be the same, just as destructive in their higher brain. So we watch for that and it goes back to understanding that being regulated and helping them with co-regulation and us being regulated, not manic and not in our depressed state, which depression is also in the lower brain. We're not thinking clear. We've shut down, which is paralysis, which means flight, avoidance, um, numbness. And I, I think a great de depression definition isn't that I feel bad. It's that I don't feel anything, which is despair. Despair is the absence of healthy feelings and emotions. So being in our lower brain is a problem. And them in their lower brain happens even when they're having fun because it can turn manic. So be aware of that, manage it, and know that if they're too manic, it will turn to fight or flight. And then the despair and the crises comes as well. I hope that's hopeful, a new perspective and insight that we've learned that I wanted to share with you today. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have emotionally balanced connections with yourself and with your loved ones. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com. dot